0: Welcome to Growing Up Latina. I am your host, Ali V. And I am super, super honored today. I have a special guest today. And let me just say, like, this moment for me, I- I'm not gonna lie, I'm like low-key nervous a little bit. <laughs> I am. I am. And, you know, this show is about powerful Latinas, the space that we occupy. And today I have... Someone that I admire, and you guys have been asking me for her. I have Jessie Reyes. Hey. I'm Growing Up Latina oh, podcast. Shit. I'm out here. We outside. Welcome. Thank you. Yo, I'm so hyped.
1: I'm happy to be here. Y'all got, y'all got me green juice. Y'all got the vibes. Yes. I'm no, happy.
0: we on our health things today. We do want do a little cheese? We can do a yes. little cheese to the green juice. Come Cheers on now. To cheese to the green juice. Cheers <laughs> to the green juice. So... And it's lit. Let me just tell you, Growing Up Latina... Is a space that I create is a platform, really, um a community that I'm building and is a a space for us to be seen, to be heard, and to live out loud. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's not many platforms for us. And when I wanted to highlight the roles that us as Latinas because we do occupy powerful spaces, you're the the person that comes to mind right. because you you're killing it. Killing it, like, do you ever like look back and like tell yourself, like, yo, I'm killing this shit, ever? No, I have
1: no, no, I have to. I'm lucky I have people around me that remind me. Like yesterday, I was saying we did, we're doing promo week right now, so it's been a lot of interviews and everything, and it's not so like. I see people that I haven't seen in, for example, like three or four years that are like, yo, and then they're like, do you remember this show where it was like nobody, nobody was there, and you had to stand on a couch because like we couldn't see from the back even though it was sparse, and. Like, someone brought up the title, like, the Barclays show years ago. Yeah. It's just, there's things that I don't think about because I'm so busy moving forward and, like, hustling right. and, I guess, like, having blinders on, which isn't the healthiest thing because sometimes you need to stop and smell the roses and, you know, just You need grateful. to reflect. Yes. So, I, I, I've been doing, like, emotional work, like, psychological mm-hmm. and self-analysis when it comes to, like, my psyche and shit. But for my career, it's always forward. And the mm-hmm. fact that someone was, like, or people... I've been lucky enough to interact with help me with that um, a- appreciation of like how long I've been a full-time musician and been able to say, oh, I've been living off my art for how many years. And right. I forgot like, I and, and it's funny because yesterday that convo made me think of the last time I had, the last time I had that awareness mm-hmm. of like how much time had passed and what was really shifting was I was coming to the States and I was at the border I was a border official, and I was so used to saying when they're like, "What do you do?" Like you know, they ask right. you about your fucking mother, everything. Yeah, yeah, And so he was like, "Yeah, what do you do?" And I was so used to saying like, "Oh, bartender or sales or whatever." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I'm
0: a, I'm a musician." And it like that got to trip you out. Trip me out, right? Yeah, that has to. Let's start from the beginning because I want to take people back. Um, for people that don't know who you are, which is like weird to me, because mm. I feel like everyone knows who you are, especially with that album release party, right? You <laughs> bought out everyone. That was crazy. Um, but let's talk about where your family's from Colombia. Colombia. Mi familia de Cali, Colombia. Okay, and then you grew up where? in Canada. In Canada. Mm-hmm. So what was it like growing up Latina in Canada? Because Canada, I heard, is like a very like multicultural space where there's a lot of us out there. It's not only Latinas. Like yeah. there's a little bit. It's like sprinkled in everywhere. Yeah. So what was that like for you? Beautiful. Was it, was it? beautiful? Yeah.
1: Cause well, yeah, you're right. It's sprinkled. Like one of my best friends since I was 14, my girl Mona, is Salvadorian. Yo tuve la fortuna de tener pupusas hecha en casa y le cogió una yeah. mora a esas pupusas entonces I was like exposed to other cultures and like other homies like the thing the thing there that's beautiful is that um, particularly in Toronto I can't speak for the whole of Canada because mm-hmm. sometimes when you go to the middle it gets a little midwesty like in the states not not midwesty but like you know it's it's a uh, it's not as diverse when you go to the middle right but in Toronto it's beautiful because because it's just everything, everything from everywhere. And, like, if I had been born somewhere else, I don't know if my parents would have been as encouraged to maintain the connection that they have to their roots that also, like, affected me, mm. you know? And also, like, I wouldn't have felt as encouraged to wave both flags. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I was born in Toronto because I might not have been so Latina if I wasn't. Mm -hmm. which is such a funny sentence because why, you know what I mean? It's just a funny, it's an irony that if I, I thank God I was born in Toronto because that's what let me be more connected because being born somewhere else that had more nationalism, Mm -hmm. like more aggressive nationalism as opposed to like creative freedom of expression. Mm -hmm. Then I might not have been as free to feel connected.
0: Well, you know, I always say like, and it's interesting because with your album that's out right now, Mm -hmm. yes, see, um, I heard it and I feel like there's a lot of growth there. There's a lot of growth. Yes, ma'am. And I always say to really truly be able to see someone's growth, you have to reflect, right? You have to kind of connect the dots from like where it all started. Mm-hmm. So, my question for you is who were you before this album? Who was Jessica Reyes before you became Jesse Reyes? Jessica Reyes. Tracy. I know that's deep, right?
1: Um, I'm depressed, sad, traumatized, resentful, trying to move it forward. Still a CEO and still a fucking thug about like how I how I applied my ambition and the work ethic that I inherited from my parents, like watching them hustle. But the thing is, I would often like run myself into the ground by working so much. And it was also easy to neglect my own self-reflection and easy to neglect the baggage that i carried because my excuse was i got shit to do i'm busy mm. and i'm moving forward and i'm catching wins and like you know teams yeah. depending on me shit's like it's it was just enough responsibility for me to use it as an excuse to say i gotta keep it moving and i've said this before no one wants to hear a rich bitch complain either so i had to feel like i i, I felt like i carried a lot of it on my own and i couldn't really talk about mm-hmm. um
0: so you didn't have friends that you vented to or i any- don't
1: I don't. I have. I have like. I'm. My parents are my everything. Okay. I have a handful of friends, but I'm. I. Uh, I am of the school of thought that I don't like to. Um. I don't like to vent. No. If I'm bringing someone something, it's because I'm looking for a solution.
0: Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Right. Right.
1: I'm not looking to. I'm not looking. For, I don't find comfort in that. I find. I end up feeling guilty, cause. Uh, to me that's emotional dumping and i've realized it's not like my girl particularly mona like who was Mm -hmm. talking about like she's she's in the past had to call me and like come to the crib because i'm not picking up right or like you know drag shit out of me and then be like i'm here for you like we could talk and i'm Mm -hmm. just always like i don't wanna i just feel weird it's not natural for me but it
0: sounds like this is something that happened early on in your childhood no a few years like this is only like the last time she dragged something out of me was
1: maybe like 4 years ago or 3 years ago. I, that's okay. a lie.
0: Like a, like a few months ago, a actually, few months ago. Yeah. So, so you weren't a...
1: always depressed.
0: No. Like like you had like a good childhood. I like was you really like fortunate. you were playing around. Like what was
1: had a, had yeah. a, had have a great um home. Okay. Really, really like down parents, but when I was 13, 14, like everybody You know, you go through the adolescent stage. Yeah, yeah. Mine was a little more dismal. Like, there was a lot of running away. There was a lot of heavy drinking, a lot of, like, social work and all that. It got dark. Mm -hmm. And um, up until I was 19, it was just really fucked up. And I guess that was the first time I realized that I had a propensity towards Mm -hmm. emotional discomfort. And I had to deal with depression. And then it always kind of stemmed back to, unfortunately, like, heartbreak. Often stem back
0: to heartbreak. Mm -hmm. It's always those damn heartbreaks.
1: It's always those damn heartbreaks. Damn it. Yeah, but my parents were there for me when I opened my eyes and I was like, I finally hit 19 or 20 and I was like, oh shit, they're the only people that were still there for me.
0: Well, that's interesting. So your parents allow you to discuss mental health in your household? Because growing up for me, like, that wasn't a thing. You know, like, I wasn't allowed to say, like, I'm depressed. And if I did, it was like... we're not talking about that today. Like, we're not, or ever. Mm -hmm. You know, so I found it very hard for me to even have an outlet. Mm -hmm. So I got kicked out at a very young age. Crazy. Um, Because of that, it was like, you know, I I felt like I was alone Mm -hmm. most of the times. And I have five sisters and four brothers, so how could you possibly feel alone? But I did, I felt very alone. And I didn't have, you know, I didn't grow up with my dad. Uh, My mom was super hardworking, but I wasn't, it wasn't an open relationship where I could be like, hey mom, you know what, I'm not feeling good today. And not feeling good, like my stomach hurts, is like my mind, like how do you express that? Like my emotions is not there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I go to school, that wasn't a topic. But it, it seems like, or it sounds like you have parents that really like, cham- first of all champion your career, but then also like, they allow you to speak and they allow you to express. Which is it's, so important, it's important it it's not lost on me that that's
1: like rare'cause I know Super. I know a lot of people have to choose their family and through friends you mm-hmm. know? that friends friends become family because not everybody's born into that mm-hmm. into that fortunate space, but that's kind of what drives me to like like p- part of the reason that I feel so honored to be a working musician is because I was able to get to the point that I could retire them. Because I feel like a dick. That's a whole
0: flex, Jesse.
1: Whole flex. That's a, a whole flex. One of the things I'm the happiest about, but particularly because I was so lucky, but I was so stupid and so ignorant because when you're young, you're not aware. And from when I was 14 till I was 19, it's que no caía en cuenta yeah. la fortuna y la bendición que yo tenía. You know, mm-hmm. me demoré en darme cuenta. Mm-hmm. And so now it's a, it's a, I often, especially if I'm drinking, often like, my apologies will come out. And I'm like, I'm yeah. sorry, mom. tan santa. Di, oh. Diosito le dio una like, the, After the release party, I was smashed. And, <laughs> and my manager like wobbled my ass home. And my mom was telling me the next morning. She was like, Why es que me estaba diciendo? She's laughing. And she's saying all that <laughs> shit. And sometimes it'll pop up because it's still something I feel. Like right. I still feel, as much as she says like she forgives me and they get it and people go through it, I still feel like I'm like, I owe y'all a lot because it's not normal. And you're right. I was given the freedom to like, I was still beat. Put right. it out there, but she, you know, right. she denies it. But I was still beat. They still like they they handled my ass. But yeah, the 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 creative expression part of my life definitely impacted me because they would let me wear curtains to school, and if I wanted, I could shave my head, and if I wanted, That's I could amazing. fuck up my eyebrows. Sick. And so now, in in now that I'm older and just more in myself, if anybody tries to tell me anything, I'm like, bro, I don't listen to my mom about that shit. My mom knows better than to tell me that shit. You think I'm to listen to you?
0: Yeah, exactly. You know
1: what I mean? So I honor so much that gift that they were able to give me when it comes to that. And I know it's not the norm. And I'm just, that's why I work so hard to repay them now. Yeah.
0: So do you feel like they were, because you you have a confidence about you, right? Because you do kind of go against like the norm. Hmm. And you are very like expressive and like, this is my lane. I'm going to do my thing. And I don't give a F about (laughs) anything, you know, but that's that takes confidence. Right. Mm -hmm. So and it starts from your childhood. So do you feel like, you know, with your family, just kind of like I remember you even said like your dad crowd surfed with you like that's confidence. Yeah. First of all, who crowd surfs? You know, that's for you to trust people. To like hold you up in the crowd. So much fun though. <laughs> that shit yes. is so fun. Is it?
1: Yes, it's such a high. It's just oh hella, hella fun. I love it. Um, do you do it on every show? Like, do you I just... used to before I got injured? I got an injury like two and a half years ago that really fucked me up for a while, which okay. also contributed to the second bout of depression. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I always to say the greatest depression, it'd be the greatest depression. It'd be the greatest depression because it Jesus. just it fucking gives you an opportunity to grow. Yeah. It gives you an opportunity to grow. The
0: deeper you get cut, the better you'll fucking
1: heal, which is crazy. I love that.
0: But it, but it is crazy. Yeah, yeah. It teaches you a lot, too, and it's a humbling experience. Humbling. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes What's need something it? that um you appreciate now that maybe you didn't appreciate growing up? Like, something that you took for granted. I could tell you for me, just to, like, buy you some time to think. For me, it was... um. I think it was my mom. You know, my mom used to tell me all the time, when I die, you're going to regret. My mom is alive. But, you know, she kicked me out at such a young age that when I got kicked out, girl, I didn't know how to do anything. Mm -hmm. I bleached the clothes, everything turned pink, everything. I was like, oh, my God. I I didn't learn how to cook until Mm -hmm. later in life, and my mom was a cook.
1: So those are things
0: that, like, I took for granted, like, not making a Hrokonule? Like, what's that about? What's know? that about? Who does that? So, what's something that you feel like you took for granted at a at a young age? They gotta be.
1: Family somebody. parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mm-hmm. still had a great time and I loved it, but I wish I would have known that, like, damn, fuck. <laughs> I wish I would have known that, like, uh. It's okay. Life changes, like, yeah. you know, and like, I was really lucky that my mom is the youngest of 11, and a lot of the family, my mom's side, a lot of the family uh, came over to Canada, mm-hmm. so a lot of my cousins are there, and because she's the youngest of 11, by default, I'm the youngest of my generation of cousins, mm-hmm. and so it was a lot of like, me tagging around and being the youngest, and like, getting drunk, Dumb, like, I was 11 the first time my cousin Kathy and I, or my cousin, both of them, Kathy and Andrew got me drunk, and it was just I fucked up now, I guess in <laughs> retrospect, but like, you know, it's funny. But you like you were a kid, yeah. As a kid, cool. they were kids too. They yeah. were kids, teachers, teenagers, you know, but people grow up, people have kids, people get married, you know, people move away. Yeah. And I was just really, I'm happy I have those memories because when my parents moved west and we had the crib, it was like, that was the house that we would party at. So I have a lot of memories of family parties of like cousins coming over and Monton de aguardiente mm-hmm. and my tías and my mom upstairs haciendo pan de unos y tamales, you know, gozando hasta las de la mañana with my dad's new stereo. Yeah. Just like fucking, just, just, it's not even, I don't think I took it for granted because I was a child. So by default, when you're a child, you're more present, mm-hmm. you know? But it would have been nice to, I just didn't know that it was going to change because you, you get used to that and you think, my cousins are never going to move away. Yeah. They're going to, we're going to be like this forever. And then all of a sudden, people are adults, and all of a sudden, people are married, and all of a sudden, people are moving across the country. And it's like, damn, but at least we have the memories. Mm -hmm. But those parties, that like, those memories, the seeing my pops like, (laughs) like hanging over my Theo Hector and just like singing and dancing, like it was just, it was beautiful.
0: What was was your favorite song back then that you would sing during these family parties? Was there like, yeah, like, um, the whole, everyone in the party was, if La Gota Fría by Carlos Vives uh-huh. came on, yeah.
1: a tune, a tune. <laughs> what? And we'd make like, everyone would just make an instrument too, you know, especially my pops, like yeah. just grab a fucking pot and turn around and all of a sudden we got Bang percussion it. and then like grab a fucking can, metele huecos, all of a sudden like, it's popping off. It was just fucking lit. It was so lit. And I'm so happy we did that. I'm so happy we have that. I wish we had... I wish we did it more often, but then even the pandemic fucked shit up because it made people even more reluctant to like it was hard. Yeah, man.
0: It was hard. It was like isolation, like real isolation. Like if you wasn't an introvert, you were going to be an introvert during this time. And, you know, with the family parties, I mean, you can bring it back, no? Can yeah. You'll be the one in your family be like, Come on, let's all get together and you know And link up. I try, but it's hard because I I I just got to, you're right. I have to
1: make it more of a priority to do it. If I'm the one that's saying, like, obviously I give a fuck. Obviously I care. Obviously I miss everybody. It's just, it's just hard. Because I be hard. working fucking yeah. hard.
0: And, yeah. uh, and, uh, well, what are you working for? Legacy. What is, like, what is your legacy? What would you like to leave behind? A lot of what I've done, like, the, the um,
1: the map has always been, like, a farm, uh, an orphanage or a school or some sort of like contribution to a community or an institution in the community that like helps children Mm. who weren't blessed into a family like that, like kids that need support early on that weren't, that didn't have that kind of creative freedom or support, unconditional support like I feel like I did, and give them a space like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Helping a million people positively somehow and... Grammys Oof. is on that list too, and and no, it's coming. Yo, I see it for you. Amen. I see it for you. That's 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 all on the map. So that's what I work towards. I work towards that, and I work towards peace. And like, and and that's new on the list. Like finding peace within myself, finding emotional equilibrium, finding more, just being more grounded daily, being more present mm-hmm. more often to the point that it becomes such, so natural that I don't have to remind myself. Because right now I have to remind myself to do it. Yeah, but it works, and I've been getting better at it. So I aim for the day that I could just live in complete awareness and live in complete presence.
0: Yeah, Mm. I feel the same way. I feel like it's hard for me to like, you know, gain this presence because I feel like almost like a robot. Like I automatically answer emails. I automatically do this, and everything is just so automatic that it's like, damn, I went. What three weeks without seeing my mom? No, no, it's crazy. like you don't write the concept of time' concept is like of time gets mangled when you're so focused, you lose you all of a sudden a year's gone, and then it's like you do it for them and you do it for them. but the sacrifice that goes into this business people is... Know. people don't know people don't know
1: people, people don't, don't see know it. the
0: amount of things that you have to one put up with and things that you have to leave behind, friends. You know, people feel like you're acting brand new. No. And it's not even like you're acting brand new. It's like they, the way they perceive you now is yeah. different, and right? And the way they interact with you and the way, like, their projections and how you have to be cogn-
1: cogn- cognizant of what you speak about around certain people. You mm-hmm. have to—so to, much. So much. So much. And And what's unfortunate is that, like, me and you can talk about it, but you can't talk about it with everybody. Because there's a lot of people that won't understand. There's a lot of people no. that only see the good shit, and so they assume that you just got lucky, and they don't know about all the sacrifices. What is
0: luck? When you worked for it.
1: you yeah. know? Yeah. That being said, I feel like I've been shown a lot of grace, you know? Yeah. God also has a hand in, a god massive god. a lot Come of what on. I get is He's the first. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a combination of everything. But it's hard to uh it's hard to it's hard to even it's hard to talk about it. Right. Because not everybody gets it. So sometimes it's you could talk about it with people that are entrepreneurs and like, yeah. you know?
0: Like minded people. Like minded people mm-hmm. you
1: can, but it's hard. And you and it's and it's fair, because everyone has a different experience, so you can't
0: expect someone to understand that's not walking in your
1: shoes, which is fine. That's right. what it is
0: now. there's a lot of things that you say is very like nostalgic for you. Mm-hmm. Spanish is one of them for mm-hmm. you, so you say speaking Spanish kind of like brings you back to your childhood. and I always say there's words that you can only say in Spanish, yeah, like you say it in English, it sounds weird, it sounds weird, and there's sometimes where. I'll say things in Spanish and people will be like, well, what does that mean in English? I'm like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, Same. I, I don't know, but um, will you ever be interested in doing a Spanish album? I'd love to.
1: If yeah. it's in the plans, yeah, if it's in the stars, of course. But transparently, me amuro más haciendo canciones en español because I didn't study in Spanish. Like My mm-hmm. first language is Spanish. I didn't speak a lick of English going into school. I had a thick accent for right. a good couple years. And and i still feel like it's like it's like intimate for me when i when i sing in spanish it feels like people take a step closer mm-hmm. all of that but it was colloquial colloquialisms Yeah. Like, yeah. uno hablando relajadamente mm-hmm. y si uno trata de usar como ese palabrerío for songs it's more difficult because the the lexicon that i have in english for a little like just adjectives and poetry and, and, and symbolism and all these things, it's just easier for me to access because I've had, I've studied more in English than I have in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So I do it. That's, obviously, there's Spanish songs in my catalog, mm-hmm. but it just takes me a little longer. And sometimes I don't want to hit my parents because I'd be, I'd be second guessing the grammar sometimes and shit. So I'm like, ¿esto está bien? I don't, <laughs> every song, if uh, there's a song that's a little I dirty, I ain't
0: trying to send it to my mom and dad and ask them what they think, you know? But like an unplug would be dope though. It'd be sick. I'll unplug I could I could really see that for you. Right. Who who are some of like the latin artists that you would like to collaborate with?
1: Carlos was on the top of the list for a long time. Mhm. And then it happened by the grace of God and and God is good and it was great and I can't believe that should happen and then he asked me to come out to perform and we did it live like it was it's been Tough. it's been it's crazy to see that come to fruition because it's Literally one of the songs I used to perform in front of my family. Mm-hmm. It's the shit that our family used to sing to at parties. It's like... Full circle moment. Full circle moment. So, Carlos, I've been lucky enough to do so with. Kaliuchi's um, is sick. Mm-hmm. Princess is fucking sick. I love Princess Nokia. So sick. Mm-hmm. Balvin is sick. Tokisha, I fucking love her. Tokisha off. is... I love Toki. I've been loving Toki. You know, I sound like such a douche because I remember people are like, oh, no, I've been known about that. Like, I know I've been on that shit from time. Like, all this shit. But, yo, Toki, I... Been I have been I, I lie? Am I lying, <laughs> chilito? From time, from time, I begged her from years ago, and I was like, "Yo, I just I've been showing love, and I and I I I just love I love to see her flourish. I mm-hmm. love to see her in more interviews. I love to see her shows fucking stacked. I just
0: love it. I'm I love so that happy. she tells her story. I love that she tells her story. It's so important because see what what's so interesting about like the artist that you just named is. A lot of these artists, and even you, the music derives from pain, Mm -hmm. right? And I always kind of equate it to, like, you know, hip-hop and R&B, like Mary J. Blige. Like, some of her most powerful albums, unfortunately, was when she went through a lot in her life. Mm -hmm. And um, the artists that you name are no different, right? Mm -hmm. It's you guys telling your truth. And Jay-Z has a quote that he always says, you know— like my pain, your entertainment. Because you're literally entertained by the pain of it all. Um, another artist who did that for me was La India. La India is yo. Crazy. La India, you literally felt you felt what she was going through. Isn't that crazy? Right. Oh Yeah. You felt it. Yeah, hundred percent. And it was crazy. like, oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's wild. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I feel that from your music. Crazy. And it's almost like messed up because it's great. It's great music. Right. But then I'm like, damn, like she's putting me in that place. It's almost like your diary to me is what it feels like. It is. It is. Do you feel like you can even make a happy type of Tune, yeah, yeah. like from a happy
1: place? Totally. There's some on the album that are from a happy place that I like. Okay. I didn't, Um, I've just changed. Like before I was so aferrada mm-hmm. to the idea of um like my idea of vulnerability came from being open or no, my idea of vulnerability, my idea of vulnerability, bleh, mm-hmm. idea of vulnerability <laughs> was more so being open with my pain mm-hmm. as opposed to. Being open hearted and willing to get hurt because now that I have strength and I've been and I feel more grounded, mm-hmm. I know that if shit goes left and I love someone to death and I love someone like a tidal wave and it doesn't work out, no, I'll be okay. Yeah. So that little like I'll be okay has given me this self safety net that I never had before that lets me tap into this like unencumbered, ready, ready for love. <laughs> An encumbered kind of energy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's yeah. that's new for me. It's new, and that it's new for me to like. It's just new for me to tap into that and feel comfortable sitting in it because I've done it before. Like I've a lot of my happy songs, I ended up placing with other people. They're like giving away or writing for whatever you know. Mm-hmm. Because even if I was able to tap into it, few and far in between those moments where I could. It was like making a sweater.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: whenever I put the sweater on, I identified so much with my baggage and my pain and my trauma yeah. that even if it was a beautiful sweater, I was like, it doesn't feel right. right But that was just lack of self self-love, lack of lack, mm-hmm. lack of growth. It was me identifying too much with my past. And so I just feel like I'm I've grown when it comes to that. So the happy records that I'd be more inclined to have given away I'm not mad at keeping
0: now. right. Yeah. And now you're like healing, which healing. I love.
1: Same. I
0: love it too. like i I love to see this for you, thank you I, love I to see really it too. do Thanks. um it's you know, like like I said before, like therapy is a very taboo thing in the Latin community. there's a lot of stigma, but there's a lot of stigma. I remember telling my mom I wanted to I feel like I make my mom sound like such a horrible nah, person man. on this show,
1: you're making my sound human,
0: but you know. I, like I said, I grew up with my mom. My dad forget about it. He would never even want to hear, like, "Well, You're having a bad day? You need therapy, blah, blah, blah. Um, but therapy wasn't a, a thing. If I said I wanted to, you know, see a doctor, seek professional help, I was considered crazy. Yeah. Right? Um, but you're very open in the healing process of it all. Mm-hmm. What was that, I guess, time for you where you felt like, okay, I have to take accountability for this? The beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Cause I was already depressed. Yeah, I was
1: already depressed. And doing the shows, like I was opening for Billy. Everything was going from to the outside looking in. Everything looked great. Yeah, I had just gone to the Grammys, got nominated, lost, but still got nominated. Got fucking album was ready to go. Mm-hmm. Drop singles. Like technically, everything all the stars were aligned. All the stars were aligned, but my soul felt dark. My really? heart felt heavy. My eyes were glazed constantly. Oh, no. I mm-hmm. didn't wear makeup often because I would just cry it off. So I was yeah. like, Man, fuck it, fuck it. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was fucked. And I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like to talk about it with anybody. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, like everyone, it affected me. It affected everyone. We just talked like the lonerisms and the introverts, Perfect. which I feel like I'm, I'm a hella introverted, so it didn't really... Mm-hmm. It wasn't conducive for my shitty uh, habit to be so busy and distract myself. If anything, now I had like four walls in myself. So it forced me to take inventory and I was like, yo, mm-hmm. you either sink or swim. You heal or you die because mm-hmm. four walls in psychosis is hell. Mm-hmm. That shit is hell. Yeah, it is. So you don't have you, – you, you you sink or swim. So I swam and then I started – um. I started doing the work, and I picked up this book called *The Power of Now* by Eckhart Tolle.
0: Oh, one one of my favorites. That book changed. One me. of my
1: favorites. If anyone is going through anything, like I've given that book to so many people. I may not see read that book. That's a real gift. That's the gift that keeps on giving. That's the gift that keeps on giving. It's mm-hmm. wild. It's wild how intense and how. Um, it's just it. It the book's a catalyst for good in the world. Mm-hmm. Changed me profoundly. Changed me as a woman. And mm-hmm. then by default changed me as an artist. Like made me be more open, made me more in touch with my, and like uh, it, it motivated me to become more in touch with my intuition, become more in touch with presence. And then um, I did this thing called Deepak Chopra's 21 Day Abundance Meditation. Mm, how was that? Amazing. Amazing. I've been
0: meditating now. Yo, it's, it's, I highly recommend it. My meditation it. looks different though. What's yours? So there's two things that I do. So instead of, cause I have a problem quieting my mind right because my thoughts um so what I do is I visualize yeah great you know so that's one of the things that I do and then the other thing that I do is that I write in the future tense yes ma'am okay so if I'm interviewing you today two days ago I was like I felt great about my interview with Jesse Reyes it went amazing you know like I'm already like feeling the feelings of it all yep that's but that's that's key. Because I feel like the feelings is what creates your reality. Yes, ma'am. And I always feel like a lot of people are afraid of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And so what my therapist said was, the best way to to create, to, to, to kind of go through the unknown is to really create your future, is to really operate in the unknown, create it all, mm-hmm. not to look at your past. Oftentimes when you look at your past, that's when it becomes like a personality trait. This person had a bad day. Well, why did they have a bad day? Then that bad day turns into a bad week, a bad month, and the next thing you know, that's their personality. It's like, oh, this person just, they wake up upset, you know? And I found myself going through that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You and I just spoke, and I told you, like, I'm afraid of the dark. Yeah. And that's like a real fear, by yeah. the way. I know. I used
1: to suffer from that. I used to suffer from that and I Yo, had to like
0: wean myself away from it. The only thing that I'll do I have like a little lamp yeah. that I'll throw like a little savanna to kind of give it a dim effect, but I won't not like completely leave. just no. I had to learn.
1: But How it, do you learn How, like so slowly? I started um I would do like the bathroom light.
0: Okay, so far that? away from the room. Far away from the room.
1: <laughs> yeah. Far away from the room because the thing is the light in the room, the dimness, it doesn't it doesn't push you far enough into you got you got to get uncomfortable. That's the part that I'm still trying to yeah. conquer. But the thing is the light in the bath like they, they do ayudar, you know? Cuz mm-hmm. it's still something, but it's far enough away for you to relinquish some control. Cuz yeah. cerquita you mm-hmm. still have that control.
0: Yeah.
1: Far away, it'll give you it'll Girl. get you out of your comfort zone but still provide it um get you out of your comfort zone but still provide a safety net, right? Mhm. But then the thing is it's not even something you got to like it's not even something you gotta fix. You know what I mean? Like if you want, that that just might be what you're comfortable with, and you might not give a fucking fine. But the only reason I'm like, yo, you should find ways around it, is because, cause sleep is so important. It's so important. And if you're only getting a certain amount of hours, and your body could obviously benefit from doing more than one cycle, cause what you, th- three hours or two or four or whatever is only like a one and a half or 2 I'm cycles not even of even hitting the REM. <laughs> you know, you're lucky if you you're lucky if you're getting a full cycle, but um the So on tour, you sleep in fucking coffins pretty much. Like the tour bus is just a little coffin. And mm-hmm. I realized that I got the best sleep of my life on tour. And really? it was because you when you shut the curtain, it's just a coffin, bro. It's a box. And it was black. And I realized I wasn't I didn't have no alarm clock on the side. Jeez. I didn't have no light like that. And it would just it was beautiful too, because it allows you to really tap into your dreams. And dreams are magic. That's your subconscious. That's your window into mysticism. That's your So do you like to dream? I
0: love it. I love it. Can I tell you, do you, have you ever suffered from like sleep paralysis? Yes. That's the only reason why I'm like, I'm afraid to sleep. Because every time I sleep, especially like back up, like, you know, chest up, I, I suffer from sleep paralysis. You know
1: how you, how you also get out of your comfort zone? Leave the light on in the room, get a black t-shirt and put it over your face. Mm. Cause the little like these little things, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever use those. But yeah, they like the fucking little eye Yeah, yeah. Because you, if you move, I move, I move like I'm running a marathon when mm-hmm. I sleep. Mm-hmm. So I I end up with it like here and here. <laughs> yeah, it's no, a me the place. Pero si usted tiene una, un, un, una camisita, mm-hmm. even if you move, like you still it's still there. Yes, yeah. and it's an you should do. I feel like you're gonna have a. If no one's ever no, told you this. No, I'm gonna do it.
0: I'm gonna report back and be like, Yo, just thank you so much. You're gonna love it, and it
1: also gives Jeez. you like um. Cause it buffers your ears a bit and Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's just, I just feel like it, uh, if I cover my ears, it just brings me to cozy. Yeah. You know? And Mm
0: -hmm. then if you can have the whole t-shirt, it's just, it's like being in a little cave. Yeah. that's That's one thing I got to like really fix. Cause you're right. I'm not getting like enough, like a sufficient amount of sleep. I'm excited for you.
1: I'm gonna love it for me. It. I'm a heal gonna heal from that. Yeah. That's gonna
0: be my healing.
1: It's gonna be sick. I'm so excited for you. And the feeling thing that you mentioned earlier, I mm-hmm. love because I fully agree with it.
0: There's this book called Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza.
1: That mm-hmm. I,
0: that's the guy I was telling you about. Like, the one that, so my third, I go, I subscribe to YouTube University. Mm-hmm. Joe Dispenza, Dispenza is the, the therapist that's always talking about like doing things in the future. Yes. Future tense yeah, and writing yeah. in the future tense. And, yeah. You know, really meditating and quieting your mind, and really creating and visualizing, and it's so important. So important. He's Do you sick. ever like visualize your tours and like how it's gonna go? down? Do you? Yeah. Even down to the music. No, no. I
1: keep it general to let the universe work. You know. Okay, but just moments. I moments. I'll be. I'll be off. Forward to the moment for like a show or or um, just important days. Yeah. I see it. And then I've heard it's really important also to visualize um, first person. There's another book I was reading. I feel like it's... It might have been Blink. I feel like it was something by Malcolm Gladwell. But anyways, they were talking about how they were working with these athletes. Oh, no. I think it was... Oh. I think it was Becoming Supernatural. They're working with athletes and they realized that they would ask... They'd have a focus group and they'd split it up and have one that obviously is the... um, Like, yeah, just the focus group and tell... Mm-hmm. Both would be lifting the same weights. Both uh, Mm -hmm. athletes, at both group of athletes would be lifting the same amount of weight. But one was given the extra task of when they went home to visualize themselves for the span of, I don't know, 15, 10 minutes. I'm fucking up the math, but you'll get it. It's all good. (laughs) Visualizing doing the exercises. Mm -hmm. And they found that the people that were able to visualize it had a 30% increase in results as if
0: they were doing more. No, yes. I even heard that down to like playing piano, like people like, that actually visualize. actually visualize the instruments and playing it, like yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like a real thing. It's a real thing, and people think it's woo woo. People think it's not no, no, real. no. It's real. It's real. It's, it's real. real. Yeah. What's what's one thing you feel like you haven't healed from that you would like to heal from? I wanna. I'm happy though because it's happening. It just hasn't happened
1: fully, but I'm mean, visualize little, it, girl. Yeah, letting, <laughs> letting things go more often. Yeah, letting, I have a
0: hard time with that as well. Yeah.
1: That one's often. tough.
0: It's tough. It's tough, but it's it's gets
1: easier when you dissect it. When yeah. You, when it happens and you're like, wait, why do I care about this? Why am I still thinking about this an hour after it happened? Why? And then you dig and then you dig and then you analyze and then you might be able to find it. And if not, then it's fine. You show yourself grace. You keep it moving. You
0: know? Yeah.
1: Either one of one or two things can happen, and both are great for you. Both are great.
0: You, well, you, that that's why I'm always like, and that's why I asked you in the beginning, like, do you realize like all your accomplishments and like who you are and like. The powerful position that you do occupy, that's what? because you did have the album release party and you mm-hmm. bought out goats.
1: That's just crazy. And
0: the greats have co-signed you. That's crazy. From the Bs to the Js to the drakes. From the, the B's Drake, B's to the jays to the J's to funny. the drakes. Like from the Bs to the Js. That's come funny. on. That gotta feel like something, right? Like that's crazy. It's just crazy. Like you don't ever like before you go to bed, like. I just work with Beyonce. I practiced. You gratitude. Drake just popped through like the that. Nec- gotta feel like come on. It's wild. The next day, I had a
1: hard time believing that the day before had happened, especially because like come on. There's a lot of stress in album release week. There's a lot of stress. A lot of yeah. things you got to take care of. So, so you're of almost that, like numb like, to it, kind of. Because you're what I said earlier. What I suffer from, which is the like go. So you don't get to, you know. But then. I was really but present that day. I didn't even look at my phone like once during that party. No, no, I was really present, and I had a and I just I'm grateful for it. I'm my team had a good time too. Everyone
0: was able to just like soak it in, because you know what? <laughs> what people don't often realize is when you're an artist and you're working so hard, they see the Jesse Reyes, mm-hmm. but they forget that there's a whole team mm-hmm. behind it, right? All like, a big so team. your win is their win. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You win a Grammy, your whole team just won a Grammy. Yeah. It's everybody. It's everybody. You know? So it's like everything that goes down in your career, it's is literally like a team yeah. effort. Yeah. hundred percent And
1: and crazy, a, right? Crazy. Crazy.
0: Crazy. Like these are people that have thugged it out with you, that know everything. Yeah. But I will say, you do have one moment, well, actually a few moments that I'm like, I gotta ask her about this. What? So <laughs> So Jay Z, mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite rappers, yeah. and my biggest dream, like my to-do list before I die, one one thing that's on my bucket list is to I'm an event producer. Okay. So it's to produce the Rock Nation brunch. Oh, sick! And I've that's I mean, a beautiful thing. To I've have produced on your list. like James Harden events. See. I've worked with Little Kim, but they and they're all great. Listen, everyone's great. Yeah. But for some reason, COVID. The Jay Z Rock Nation brunch yeah. is like the one thing, and my mother laughs at me because she's like, "You don't want to produce the Grammy, the Tony Awards. Nah. Like, there's so many other things." And I'm like, yeah. "No, ma, the Jay Z Rock Nation brunch." Mm-hmm. And then you get invited to that brunch. Fucked. What you got to tell me that? It was. What beautiful. was that even like? You know what? It's uh, it's, <sighs> it's crazy. It's I'm, oh, I'm sure. And I'm every sure. time,
1: every time I've been, it never gets um. It never feels like it's a norm. It always feels like I'm like, oh my god, what a gift to be here. What a gift to be among legends,
0: crazy,
1: crazy. And you know, what's beautiful too is like, they really, they really, um, they just do such a good job. And it's not a secret. One year that I went, like, we went up the elevator and they had Nina Simone playing as you like overlooked New York, and it was just, is that yeah? It was just really beautiful. It was
0: so beautiful. Yeah. And um, what's some of like you know, cause. I'm sure you've had some talk with Jay Z. Like, is there any advice that he has lent you within this industry that you know you're like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna take that one with me. Years ago, the first time we sat down,
1: one of the first times we sat down, I played him. I played him some music, mm-hmm. and he was like, he said something about my bars. He was like, oh, she can spit. Like, he said something like that. And my guys, my team was like, (laughs) "That's crazy!" One of the quotes, like, talking about my bars, like, "That's crazy." And then later on in that meeting, he said something. We were talking about life and what we were planning, and like, you know, like our 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 rollouts, whatever, and what we were concerned about. And then he said something, pacify it. But then the end of his statement was like, "Isn't it, isn't it beautiful to know that life is always conspiring for the greater good?" Mm. And it weighed. It weighed in the room, mm-hmm. you know, one of those statements that just resonates and yeah. it resonated with me and I feel like truth resonates and it just hit me deep. And I've always subscribed to that school of thought. I subscribed to it in different ways when I was younger. Porque mi mamá siempre dice, si vamos a hacer algo, a mi hija, si Dios quiere. Mm-hmm. You know, si mm-hmm. es para hacer, if it's meant to be, something like that. But knowing that it's it's meant to be,
0: it'll be for the greater good. It'll be for the greater good. Yeah. You know, there's something that you said earlier about peace and I tell, you know, I speak to many Latinas and, you know, some of them say, you know, I'm just I'm just trying to chase happiness. I just I just want to be happy. But what does that really mean? And I tell people all the time, like. That's not the goal Mm-mm, for you pretty. to chase happiness, because yeah. happiness to me is temporary, yeah it is. I feel like the goal is to chase peace because mm-hmm. that's everlasting. So for me, it's like when you said peace, I really resonated with that because that's my ultimate goal in life. Mm -hmm. I feel like with peace, you can find happiness, you can find love, you can, it'll be the simplest things, you know? And that's the true goal for me. What are the, maybe like three things that you could give, you know, I mean, there's so many young Latinas that are watching this show. What are some of the things or advice that you can lend to them if they wanted to tap into your industry and just, you know, maybe they have hopes and dreams of becoming the next Jesse Reyes
1: make a list of affirmations and stick it next to your bed and read it every day in Mm -hmm. present tense in present tense i am this i am that if you want to be a ceo i'm a ceo if you want and also like aim higher aim higher than your mark i'm not saying apply that when you get there because sometimes you need to know when to appreciate what you have as opposed to succumbing to greed or succumbing to like unbridled ambition sometimes it's better to have that balance of like Thank God for this because you hit your mark. But when you're planning and you're starting from way back there, fucking aim high. Aim high as fuck and make sure that that list of affirmations is concise and clear enough that you could like memorize it. You know what I mean? So it gets so it becomes normal for you to always like tap back to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Second would be identify what your um, identify what your weaknesses are so that you can really sharpen what the fuck you're good at. Mm-hmm. Really sharpen what the fuck you're good at and it'll also make you aware of whether or not you have to build a team and then who, who you gotta make part of your fucking, of your family to yeah. push it forward because it's not, it's not, it's not um, like great things happen with great people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, don't be fucking scared to fail because mm-hmm. nobody starts great. Nobody starts great. Jordan didn't come out bouncing a basketball. Beyonce didn't come out doing runs. Like, everyone worked at it. You know what I mean? Every now and then you have people that are blessed with a little more natural talent, but that doesn't mean that they didn't fucking practice. It doesn't mean they didn't sacrifice. It doesn't mean they didn't, you know? And so if you're starting... From zero, even if you're starting later, like it doesn't, even if you're not a child prodigy, even if you feel grown already, like Mm -hmm. don't be fucking afraid to fail. Because the faster you fail, the faster you fuck up, the more no's you get from other people, the closer you are to the yes, the closer you are to the tipping point, the closer you are to finding the correct method to get to where it is that you wanna get. And that's three, but four, don't be the one to tell yourself no. Because that little voice in your head, that shit, make sure that you are your own friend. Mm -hmm. The world is going to have enough negativity for you. People are going to try to just like, you know, taper your expectations based on their own insecurities. And sometimes it's not even coming from a negative place. Sometimes it's just their insecurities projected on you, you know. Mm -hmm. But don't be the one to tell yourself no. Let other people, when you're chasing the opportunity or trying to get something done, I want to do this. No, no, but maybe I shouldn't because I'm scared. Maybe I shouldn't because I'm not educated enough. Maybe I shouldn't because I don't have experience. No, try it. Go for it. Let them tell you, hey, we need someone more experienced because you never know if their second sentence is, but we appreciate your moxie. We appreciate your ambition. We appreciate you trying anyway. We're going to keep you in mind for the next time. And then five months later, an opening comes up and they think about the person that had enough balls to try something that they weren't good at because it shows hunger and it shows drive and it shows willingness to fail, therefore, willingness to be great.
0: Amazing. Now I'm going to leave this with, I'm going to say my affirmation. Mm-hmm and then you say your affirmation and we'll end it here cuz i want to end positive. My affirmation for this episode today. First of all, I want to thank you. Thank you, Jesse, for coming through to Growing Up Latina. Hey. I'm going to leave everyone with this affirmation. I welcome unexpected goodness mm. and unexpected miracles in my reality. Amen. I am light, I am peace, I am love. So I'm more and I'm present. Mm. Jesse Reyes, everyone. Yes. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Yes. Let's go. <laughs>